Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. And I'm his fantasy Uber driver and co-host, Rob Langevin. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I tried to do a much more outlandish intro at uh, the behest of one Rob Langevin, but then he shot it down, so now you're getting this boring intro. Uh, but anyway, this week we'll be talking, of course, about fantasy soccer, price changes, transfers, who to start or sit, and the moves that we've made this week. Also captains and probably a random baseball reference or two is it's only a month away from spring training, but we'll get into that in a bit. We'll start off with you, Rob. It's been a minute. How you been doing, man? I'm good. I'm enjoying the new year. You know, I, I think I've scored more this, this new year than Crystal Palace has. Where's my drum and cymbal? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoying life, man. Taking each day as it goes. You know, I'm work outside, so I freeze my tuchus off. And I don't know. Can I see a tuchus? Is sure. Tuchus I'm not sure anybody will know what it means aside from me, but yeah, sure. Tuchus. I freeze my tuchus off, you know, and I'm come home and eat and watch some footy. Is that something weird like Romanian or something? Tukish? Uh, tukish? I don't know. I don't know. I don't it's know probably either. people who eat Kriplock candy. <laughs> Shout out to whatever episode that was. Um, great. Yeah, I've been doing well. Had some friends in town this weekend. Stayed up way too late. Still had to wake up early to do transfer news and stuff. So a bit tired. So um, adding alcohol to the tired mix. So that'll make things interesting That's today. It's always a good remedy. Oh, they yeah. Make- it makes the snooze go so much faster. <laughs> For sure. All right. Uh, well, we may as well just start with price changes then. Uh, first up, Jermaine Defoe, now to 5.2. Didn't score against Tottenham last week, which I was fearing, but does have five goals and nine shots on target in his last five matches. As far as contributions goes, offers very little to either Sunderland or your fantasy team aside from goals. But in the official game, goals is one of just three ways you can even get points with bonus and uh wait strikers don't even get clean sheets i guess assists there we go this is starting off well uh but anyway uh if you're dropping the likes of vardy or Kahlo, which don't uh or others i'm not saying hold defoe in your team till the end of the year but he could be a good stopgap while he's on form which he is at the moment another striker kind of like that much more expensive almost doubly as expensive Wayne Rooney, four goals and an assist in his last three matches. Man United, Man United, Man United facing bottom ten defenses in uh, all three of those matches. But with his confidence back, he could reestablish himself as a serviceable, serviceable fantasy option, which he has not been. Are you iffy on Rooney? Are you willing to buy back in? Are you willing to tell people to buy in, but you're not willing to do it yourself? I think that's where I'm at. I don't know. I, I'd tell everybody that I'm playing against to buy him back. I mean, that, that 10.0 price tag is kind of scary. I mean, that's basically what Harry Kane is. That's more than Lukaku. Uh, you know, it's a, sh- it's, it's a fair shade under Aguero, which everybody's trying to recoup money for. So I don't think people that are trying to manipulate their rosters enough to 
get that cheap fourth and fifth midfielder so they can get the the upfront combo of Aguero and whoever they feel like they want to put in there, Kane, Lukaku, whatever, even Costa in some some regards. Rooney fits into that. Um, I'm not telling everybody to buy him, but he is hot. I, I personally don't don't want to roster him. I'd rather take the chance on a on a younger guy for a team that scores multiples. Wayne seems like he's one of those guys, all right, he's going to score, but he'll probably only get me one. So I'd rather gamble on a guy like a Kane or a Lukaku that can get you you know multiples in a game instead of just one. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Lukaku there. I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but Chelsea Everton goes, what, 3-2, 4-3? Three, three? I'm not sure it's crazy. 4-3? Four, 4-3. Three. Four, three. And who didn't score? Lukaku, uh, which I called last week and felt really dumb about. So when I have a gut call, continue to know that it comes from no point of intelligence, but it's been right two. twice thus far. Three times. Toure Eriksson. And now Lukaku this week, although I do think Lukaku has a very good chance this weekend and is actually my top ranked forward yeah, for this he's, weekend. He's mine as well. He's just a he's just a lash above Aguero. And it what I what I just said about Rooney when guys getting multiples, I think Lukaku this week has the capability to get one at least and two possibly. Whereas mm-hmm. Aguero I think is probably gonna get one and then maybe an assist, but I'd rather have the guy with two. Yeah, and I, I I like West Ham's defense a little more. Um, I do think it's interesting. Oh, uh, well, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> sure. Um, let's, let's wait. Let's push everything <laughs> to the end and then not talk about it and just be like, all right, bye. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, I actually have Kane as my second, oh. um, which is, oh. I know, a little iffy. But here's, here's a stat. This is what I was going to mention before we started taping. I was like, ah, let's save it for the show. You mentioned there, Crystal Palace, you have the same amount of goals as them in 2016. They've yet to score this season. If I asked you where they fell defensively in their last five matches, which dates back uh, to Boxing Day, where do you think they rank 1-20 to 20 in defense? They're probably towards the top. They're not awful. They just give up just enough to kill everybody's clean sheets and ruin Scott, Dan, and Joel Ward's day. They're probably in the top eight. Fourth worst. Fourth worst. Wow. I was completely wrong yeah, and I think a lot of people would be, and, and that's one of the reasons why I've came up there, um, as people continue to look at kind of the the uh, big picture, which is what I tended to do in the past. Um, I, I've decided to start incorporating kind of recent form into my stuff. You'll hear a lot of that today and probably in the future, and I was looking at that, and I was very surprised to see them that far down. Now, it is kind of a... Uh, Difference that because if you have a 4-0 loss like they did, it drastically affects things. If they somehow maintain that to be a nil-nil draw, they'd be sixth. Uh, but they did not conceded four there. They they conceded four previous, conceded mm-hmm. eight. Sunderland, the worst, having conceded 12. Another team conceding fourth the weekend uh, to Tottenham. All right, uh, so from there, going to Laurent Koscielny. It's 6.2. Guess where Arsenal fall in defensive record over the last five matches? Um, well, there was a game they shipped a few goals against Liverpool, so they're probably, I don't know, 12th. 11th. Great. There you go. Good yep. guess. <laughs> you nailed it. Koscielny uh, missed the match in the middle, so two clean sheets in his last five, Arsenal's last six. Came against the 14th ranked and 16th ranked attacks in the league for those two clean sheets. I'm fine. I'm fine with Bellerin uh, about Nacho and not really into owning any of the other center backs there. 
I agree. I think Bellerin, if you're going to own an Arsenal defender, and everybody pretty much should be owning an Arsenal defender, if they're keeping that that defensive template that we always preach about, I think Bellerin is the one guy, and his price point is still, you know, you're basically paying the number one defender because he is your number one defender, and he's scoring like your number one defender. So mm. the six dot one price tag that he, he that accompanies him isn't going to kill you. Yeah. Speaking of which, Crystal Palace obviously struggling to score goals. We've already mentioned that a couple times. If Tottenham don't keep a clean sheet this week, I'm going to have to start reassessing Alderweireld in my squad. Because one of the things about center backs is they're very clean sheet dependent, mm-hmm. and Tottenham continue to allow one goal in per match. Still the best defensive in the record in the league, uh, but uh, those those single goal games just kill you as a fantasy owner. Yeah, and yeah. the Alderweireld to Ali ball has been continuing to be done. Alderweireld continues to make the run to the near post. He missed two open headers against Sunderland. You figure those are probably going to start going on target. But at a certain point, like you said, if you're paying that much for a defender, you need a return. And mm-hmm. when I had somebody in like Matty Target getting me 11 points last week, and Alderweireld, I think, got me one. I think he got a yellow card. Um, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to rationalize. Uh, anyway, uh, in terms of players going down, Kolarov goes down to 6-2 but does have an assist in a clean sheet in his last two full matches, which wasn't the last one. Uh, who knows if that was beginning to be a rotation thing. Uh, but Manchester City have both the best attack with 10 scored and the best defense, only two allowed in their last five matches, seem to have found some stability de- despite companies now even longer extended absence. Do you think people mm-hmm. are maybe selling a bit too early on Colorado? Uh No, I, I, you know, I still own him only because... I've had other guys that I feel like I've had a shift around, but if I had a way to get him off of my team and make a lateral change that I could benefit my team, I'd, he'd be gone already for me. Um, I just think City, the, the games that you want him in or want or need him in there when the schedule lines up with your other defenders, he either is either has a bad game or he just isn't there. You know, um, the only def- City defender that I would want right now on my team is Bakker. He seems like he's just a staple on the opposite side. And it does uh, look like his price is going to go up tonight. Yeah, I believe it is going to go up um, just because of his additions this week. I think it was closer to in the 70000 range. Um, but th- this week, get back, getting on defense for a sec, Kev, this, this season, to me, seems very weird for defenders. I mean, you could agree or disagree, but to me, for scoring-wise for defenders, it seems very, very off. I mean, maybe I'm just you know, neglecting to remember last year and the year before. Uh, but for fantasy purposes, to me, it, it's harder this year to to roster defenders that you can have in there every week and rely on for, all right, this guy's in there, he's going to have a good... And there's a lot of games where it just ends up one goal, like you said before. Sh- the team ships a goal and it completely ruins your fantasy day because you've either double invested or invested highly in a, in a good scoring defensive team. I look at my defensive unit right now, and I'm just—it's a—it's a big yuck fest. I mean, I don't like anybody on my team right now, and I wish I had five transfers, but I don't, and I don't want to use my wild card. But I mean, do you, do you are you from the same the same ilk as me that if, when you look at defenders right now, that it, it's almost like a hope and a prayer that you're gonna you're gonna get a clean sheet, and then on on the counterintuitiveness of there, 
there's so many random guys every week that are just completely blowing up. I know it happens every every once in a while, but you know, look at look at what Charlie Daniels has been doing. Look what yeah. uh, Koscielny did the two weeks before that. Yeah, and targets the last two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. The ran the randomness of these of these low low owned or low price point defenders is it's it's it just seems overly weird to me. Yeah, no, I agree. It's definitely been strange, and I think um, a large part of that, and we we've touched on this a couple of times this season, is that every single team has at least two good options up front. Maybe mm-hmm. not as strikers, but wingers. So you have all these lower teams that would usually be shut out managing to scrape a goal. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think that is a large part of it. And yeah, I, I'd agree it's tougher to call. And because for so long there was some there there was that template team defense, as you've said on the show before, was really the only way to make up that ground. Mm-hmm. And people were having difficulty doing it. I've finally managed to find a back five that I'm comfortable with. And have been lucky enough to be getting the rotation right. Started target right because either he wouldn't play. And it meant that one of my better options with a worse matchup will be called in. Or he would. And probably do fairly well. Because early in the season, the only knock on him was that Bertrand was coming back. But currently, Southampton are running kind of a 3-5 at the back. Which is allowing both target and Bertrand onto the field. And target has 23 points over the last two. So, uh... Uh, yeah, I, I think this has been a very strange season, and I think people are making a lot more changes in defense than in previous years. I think you're right. I think people used to just get four and a price sink because it seems like that was much more a thing mm-hmm. in past years. This year, you you almost have to have an entire roster of playable players. In the past, mm-hmm. it always felt like you could have one, and at times even two, <laughs> just like three dot something players. It. Yeah, and be yeah. absolutely fine. And just it feels like that's... Yeah, I don't... I'd be interested to look at um, player statistics as far as not not in in game players, but people playing the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe the the number of players has increased a lot, so maybe it's harder for for you to get a good beat on where you'll land. Like last mm-hmm. week, I had forty six points, mm-hmm. which is not a good week, and mm-hmm. I got green arrows in all but one league. Yeah, like what? That's so strange. Um, actually, let me bring it up, because I remember just being really weirded out by how my points breakdown happened. So I had 10 points from Kane, 12 from Silva, and 11 from Target. That's 33 of... Oh, I had 48. The average was 36. But 33 of 48 was just from three players. Yeah. I captain Payette and got four. Everybody else got two or less. The week before that was even worse, where I ended up with... Uh, 42 and 22 came from Payet, who I captained. Yeah. And so you're, you're getting these weird outliers. You're never sure how your team's going to do. The weeks when you think you've done well, you haven't. The weeks when you think you've done awfully. I have, uh, out of the last two weeks, combined 90 points total mm-hmm. and got green arrows both weeks. It's, it's, yeah. And anyway, I'm kind of getting off topic because you asked specifically about defense, but it's just kind of been a weird season, period. Yeah. Um, but it's been no less exciting, but I think... Definitely not. Goals are exciting. I mean... <laughs> yeah. But I think if if um, the amount of people playing Fantasy Premier League spiked this year, I wouldn't be surprised if it dipped a little more next year. I'm not sure if it's, it, it's going to be a linear increase, but uh, I think a lot of people are getting very frustrated. It's hard to gain traction 
I've been sitting in the same 600,000 to a million in overall rank this entire season. Mm-hmm. And you're just floating up and down. You have a good week. You have a bad week. I had like six good weeks for a while there. And then it's just been hit and miss ever since. Yeah. And I think that the thing that the positive you could take from that is that everyone else is probably doing the same. There are very few people that have been able to maintain consistent performance, especially over the last four weeks when we've basically seen the death of that template team. Where yeah. We've seen Barkley go off. Vardy's gone off. Mahrez is, has gone off the boil. So is Lukaku. You know, people starting to bring Payet back in. Della Ali broke through. Igalo hasn't been as great as he had been previously. Lukaku's been hit and miss. So you're, you're, you're starting to see the, the failure of that. So if you didn't have that team, you can look at that and say, hey, I probably gained some ground on those guys over the past few weeks. And if you have, you can realize that probably 60% of fantasy owners were playing a very similar game. So mm-hmm. I think uh, it, it's, a, it's a good time to be yeah. playing. And as we said at the very beginning of the season, every week you play, you'll move up. Because every week there are people that are going to drop out. Especially in the second half of the season. Maybe people kept up with it every week. And then the second half, you know, once it gets springtime, it starts getting nice out. People's attention drops. It's why I'm so good in fantasy baseball playoffs. It's because the NFL comes back and people split their interest. Um, oh, that's complete. What? That's complete. I I do the same thing. I usually I my attention usually wavers a little bit when baseball season starts for me because yeah. I have so many drafts that lead up to the baseball start of the season that you know you get like two or three weeks in a row and there's going to be two or three quick games for the in the in the FPL that right right around the you know end of yeah, March you're probably beginning gonna of get April. A double match week around a draft week. Yeah, so it's t- it's tough. I mean, people yeah. who do this you know for sport are have the leisure of you know. You know, taking time and just setting the roster and doing their teams and doing their draft, whereas people like you and myself, who are are you know adjunct fantasy writers and fantasy for, podcast for hosts, sports, yeah. you know, we basically write about two sports. I write about baseball as well as soccer, yeah. and I do a, I do the podcast with you. So, but I'm not making that an excuse because I don't want anybody to hear this about go. Oh, <laughs> life you know, is it's, hard. You know, me, life is hard. Where's my rock? I'm gonna kick it. But, you know, <laughs> But anyway, getting back, getting back on topic. Yeah, it's been weird. weird. The season's weird. You know, uh, we were doing price, we were doing price downs, correct? You, yeah. You, you know, uh, Lukaku, you said went down. Uh, Smalling actually went down this for for United, who I actually like this week because I don't believe Southampton is Southampton. I think the team that we saw last week is a mirage. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that they're a little bit in. in uh, Maybe they've got a new foreign found life with a changing keeper that is inspiring them a little bit. And Tadish is actually playing well. Yeah, and Tadish is actually playing. Uh, yeah, so that, that's always a good thing. Uh, Collar off, you mentioned two Liverpool players, Klein and Mignolet. Liverpool were just shaky, shaky, shaky on defense. <laughs> just got a five-year contract. My favorite yeah. uh, response to the tweet that Liverpool sent was, uh, Mignolet was supposed to sign the contract last month, but he dropped the pen. I heard. I, I think I heard the same joke, but uh, Bogdan gave it to him, and he dropped it. <laughs> Mignolet failed to pick it up. That's hilarious. But um, yeah, a uh, couple other guys. Bojan, Bojan, your boy went down for Stoke. Mm. Uh, he's not getting much from a, a point put output for you for fantasy. Uh, but good in other leagues because he yeah. creates a lot more chances than the average forward. Absolutely, he's phenomenal in in leagues that count dribbles and stuff of that nature. Uh, Andre Ayew went down for Swansea. Swansea is on the full punt right now. They are in, you know, in formation to receive the punt. Yeah. Uh, uh, on Ayew, 
Um, it does look like Swansea are starting to turn things around, though. And he's been playing up front while mm-hmm. whoever their manager is now, whether it's Alan Curtis or the Gwendolyn or whatever that yeah, guy's Guadalin. name is. Yeah, he's, he's in Guadalyn. Uh, sure. Uh, but that's how it's spelled. Um, but while they're just like in some room trying to teach Gomez what the offside rule is, he, he has actually done fairly well. He gotten a goal he doesn't even know the two weeks ago. <laughs> it's true. He's going to score 15, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but they have some super mediocre defenses in their next five. Everton, mm-hmm. West Brom, Palace, Southampton. West Brom, in case anybody is still thinking it's worthwhile to own all of them, they have a decent matchup this week, but not in the top ten in defense. And I think most people, if you ask them, would think that they were higher up. And they're not. And they're <laughs> they're not a team that's just conceding one a match. They're often conceding more than that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Everton, West Brom, Palace, I already mentioned, fourth worst in the league this year. And by year, I mean 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Southampton haven't been great either. So, uh, I, I think AU... I think AU is Wynjildum. And Wynjildum is Ali, although Del Ali is obviously much cheaper, <laughs> where they're just that guy who's worth owning for the differential... Just don't get mad the weeks when you get two. Because some random week, like when Yildum's done, he'll get you like 13 and you'll jump 200,000 for no reason. Well, so. the, I'll give you a funny stat on, on Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum, whoever you say his name. I always, I can never ever pronounce his name. Genie. Just call him Genie. Yeah, Jorginho. How's that? Yeah. You, you made a comparison to him. And, and I'll, I'm going to give everybody listening a little, a little thing. His home and away splits. I know. I know home and away splits is more of like a baseball thing, and everybody mm. listens. Listening to this, home away splits are completely night and day with Jorginho. Interesting. Guess how many points on average he scores on the road. Oh man, I don't even know if he's more reliable at home or on the road. Um, I will say four point two. Two point four on the road. Hmm. Guess how many he scores at home. The other one. 7.9. Holy crap. He is one of the biggest differentials in points for home and away for any player in the in the official game. Wow. The bad thing, the bad thing is his price just went up. So we're talking about price changes. His price went up this week. So this is why we're touching on him. But the bad thing is, if you look at his schedule, Kev, tell me one thing that you notice that he doesn't have the whole rest of the year. <laughs> Enough home games? He doesn't have a back-to-back home game the rest of the year. Wow. So people that are relying on bringing in Jorginho this, this week, and he's been transferred in a ton. I believe it's 45000 I don't have the numbers in front of me. I didn't click on the page. But he's been brought in a ton this week. Um, he's on the road this week, I believe, right? Yeah, he's on the road. He's at Wofford this week. Um, so that's not going to be a good point return if everything holds true. I mean, the numbers, they sort of lie because – a luck has a little bit of to do with anything because the ball can bounce and he'd be right st- standing on the six-yard line and right. put it in the net. But that's a that's a vast difference. He only has two games over five points this whole year on the road. Wow. Two. Yeah, uh, it, but he does have good quote-unquote matchups over the next four, Watford, Everton, West Brom, Chelsea. But yeah, oh, he, he does. Three, he does. three of Absolutely. those are away from home. Three of those are away from home. So... Buyer beware if you're looking into into Wijnaldum that his home and away splits are a huge, huge deterrent for me to even I had I've I've rostered him previously in the year and I believe you did as well. Yeah. But to me, if if I didn't just drop that stat on you, would you be like, oh, you know, Jorginho is probably a guy I'd, I'd look at bringing back in because his price point is 
is about where you want it to be. He's in the mid, he's in the high sixes. You know, he seems like a bargain, and he's giving good return. Mm-hmm. But he's his road stats to me are just a complete turnoff. Yeah, that's a great stat. I was coming from a much less intellectual place where I basically decided to to swear off him, which was, and we've talked about it before. What I'm now dubbing the Pedro Alvarez effect, which yeah. is if you buy him every time after he's had a good game, you're only getting sixty percent of his value, because you're continually missing the big game. And then he goes on dry spells, and then he has a big game once you've dropped him. And then you're like, oh, he is good. And then you pick him up again. He has some average games, and then you drop yeah. him, and then he does well. And so you're missing the big one. So you're still accruing points because he yeah. still exists. He's still going to get you two, maybe to, five if he gets an assist on an odd match. But, you know, it's... To, it's, to me, he's one, of the, he's one of those players you either have to, you know, you have to totally Ron Popeil him. He's the totally set it and forget it guy. You just leave him in your roster. And, and see what happens. And just... But, Reap the rewards. But the problem, and you're, you're the one that made this analogy when we were texting during the last match week, was he's very similar to Ali, but the difference is Ali is 1.5 cheaper. Mm-hmm. And the highs are just as high, and the lows are set because you're going to get two points pretty much worst case unless yeah, you get the, a yellow card. Yeah, so. the, floor is, the floor is the same unless they get, get mad and throw a temper. Yeah, and if you're wondering why the overall totals don't look that way, it's because... You know, Del Ali, like games. Yeah, Del Ali didn't get a start until match week six. You know, so anyway, and he, he missed the match because of suspension. Anyway, Del Ali, if if you're going to stick with that, stick a guy in, see what happens, I'd be much comfortable doing it with Ali because he's cheaper, especially for those people trying to get Aguero in, which I'm not one of. Mm-hmm. But that is a whole different issue, and I felt really bad this week because I had a Palace defender. And I'm not an Aguero owner. And honestly, that's why I thought I was going to drop a lot. Because I had all green arrows before Aguero scored two. I was like, oh, here it comes. And then it just didn't happen. So I guess it, I, I covered myself in glory by, static, by starting Maddie Target. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, from there, let's talk about there have actually been a couple of transfers that may hold interest. Southampton, already forwards were unownable because they keep going back and forth between Pella and Shane Long, who is playing way better than I personally think he is actually at football, now added to the mix. Charlie Austin at 7.0. I assume you'd want to see him actually start before you'd buy in? Completely. Um, I, I love Charlie Austin. You know, Chaz lives. I'm just going to write it on my Trapper Keeper again. And, <laughs> uh, it wasn't that long ago that people were basically relying on this guy every week. It was It, it was last year. I mean... He proved that he can be a Premier League striker, and he's back on a team that basically needs a striker. I mean, I know Shane Long has been doing well, but from a fantasy perspective, how sexy does Shane Long look on your fantasy team? Uh, <laughs> What's the opposite of sexy? Um, Job of the Hut. Scott Bayo post Joni Loves Chachi. <laughs> Equally hideous. <laughs> yeah. He went. He went from being the it guy with the bandana to to, to Willie Ames's guy to Charles in charge. <laughs> it, it, it got bad fast. Yeah, it, it went downhill. It really did. But yeah, Charlie Austin, you definitely want to see what his team frame is with the, with the Saints. You don't want to just be like, oh my god, Charlie Austin seven I'm going to plug him into my team because you're transferring Vardy out straight for him. Listen, if you're if you're a Charlie Austin believer, and he was doing okay in in the championship, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he had nine goals. I could be I could mm. be mistaken. Um, but 
Yeah, that's, I think that's about right. I think that's I think that's on nine. I looked at it this morning. And I, he still I, has no service, though. Yeah. Oh, he's he's awful. He's a he's a stick figure waiting for the ball. Um, but the thing that buoyed a lot of his value last year that people don't really realize, he had what did he have last year? Eighteen or nineteen goals, Kev? Uh, yeah, seventeen, eighteen, somewhere. Yeah, high teens. Yeah. So everybody doesn't realize that, you know, he played for a QPR team that didn't score very much, but. He did. He did a lot of their scoring, but from the penalties, from the penalty stripe, I believe that yeah. almost forty percent of his goals were from the 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 PK. Yeah, they 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 definitely got a fair amount of them, and I, I think I remember they were third worst in chance creation in the league. Yeah, he had eighteen goals last year, so I, yeah. I believe I believe eight of those were from the penalty stripe. So that's that's not good because he's going to go to a Southampton team where he's not going to just walk in there and say, "Guess what? I'm taking the penalty kicks." Right. Um, you know, I believe Ward Prowse probably still has has some sway there. Tadic probably still has some sway. Um, you know, I, I Austin's value is completely tied to playing time, and it's a basically wait and see scenario for me. You don't want to buy into the lo- the previous love that you had for someone just because he came back around your neighborhood. It sounds like a an old girlfriend cliche here, but you don't <laughs> want to, you don't want to go. You don't want to be the guy playing. You know, Melissa Etheridge come to my window. Don't don't do it. Just <laughs> just just leave him there for someone else until be be late in this situation. Definitely I, be late in the Charlie Austin situation. I think I've learned a lot in this podcast about life. I am a notorious uh, backdater. Mm. Where I, I often date ex girlfriends again at some point. Uh, so so Everybody, I shouldn't do that, especially if they're priced at seven You know, it's too. <laughs> I, I have I have a really I have a really bad analogy there. But once you find a good restaurant to eat at, aren't you going to go eat there again? <laughs> I like it. I like to think of it as laziness because I don't have to lay down a framework again. Yeah. The framework is there. You're just like, so what's happened since then? Great. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Hope none of them listen to the show. All right. <laughs> um, uh, another move that I was going to talk about when I mentioned West Ham earlier, Sam Byram comes in because Carl Jenkinson's been awful. Uh, they've been playing. He just escaped me. The, the center back they've been pushing out right. For who? I'm sorry. I wasn't mm, West Ham. The English one with the beard and the black hair. Uh, wow. Woo. Hashtag professionalism. Um, but anyway, uh, I think Byram... No. no, I think Byram could actually find his way into that side somewhat soon if he's as good as some claim. Mm-hmm. Not really sure if he's worth it. From a fantasy perspective, we're not sure what price he'll he'll be in. He'll probably show up in either tomorrow or the day after his game. Um, but I guess we'll just kind of see. Uh, Tompkins, James Tompkins, oh, is okay. who I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's an interesting one for me. Uh, and then, wow, this is I'm just awful right now. Watford just signed a guy. It's supposed to matter. Amrabat um, came yeah. in at 5.0, was doing fairly well uh, abroad. Comes in against the match against Newcastle, but doubt he'll start. Then he has Chelsea, who I think have been improving. Tottenham, who have been very good. Palace, who are pretty meh. Then Bournemouth, who you're like, okay. Then United. So it's not a great run of of matches for um, Watford. So if you want to get out of that, go for it as far as Watford players go. But Mm -hmm. as I'll talk about a little bit later, this is not that weak. As they face a Newcastle side, who I'm not going to say lucked into a clean sheet. But um, we're pretty fortunate with last week's result. Yeah. And speaking of Newcastle, do you have any uh, interest or belief that, that Henri Saivet is going to do anything for Newcastle? Here's my analysis on that. Um, no. 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, in FIFA, he's an 80 in my career mode three years down the line. <laughs> um, but short of that, I'm not really too sure how well he will be doing. Uh, if you are interested in that, though, uh, Andrew Gibney, A underscore Gibney on Twitter, is kind of the French expert that we have come on and talk about it when, when there are transfers. Uh, he, he wrote a piece for someone. I, I can't remember, but I'm sure you'll find it in this timeline. He did write a breakdown of him as a player. It would definitely be worth a read if you were even considering bringing him in. If you're in a draft league, a player to keep an eye on is Andros Townsend. Uh, murmurings that Tottenham have actually gotten their price of around $14 million. It's probably like $10 million plus add-ons. But uh, he could be moving to Newcastle, and if it happens, it could happen really fast. So if you're in a draft league and you manage to get him in before that move happens, you could probably get him for nothing. And he'd probably walk into the starting 11, considering they just sent Tovan back to France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So keep, keeping on the, the new guys in new places, the, uh, there's been a lot of uh, shifting around with the lower level, uh, the goalkeeper situations. Yeah, uh, what, what is that Pantillamon thing all Crystal, about? Pantillamon went to, to Watford. Um, you know, there's been a couple other changes. You know, uh, Pickford is now going to be the Sunderland number one, I sure. believe. Yeah. Uh, the bun for Aston Villa seems like he's about ready to unseat Guzan, which mm. if he hasn't done it already... And then, you know, all this talk about that, that Hennessy is going to get a seat for, for Crystal Palace. And I believe we're going to see McCarthy pretty soon. Um, Which, for have, the future, is a much better idea. Oh, way. absolutely. Completely. Um, especially from a fantasy perspective, because McCarthy's only 3.8. So, mm. um, and he actually saves shots. <laughs> yeah, he actually knows where the ball is going to be when it hits his hand. Yep. Uh, so that's a good thing. But from a fantasy perspective, are you looking at any of these these recent changes, the Pantillamons, the McCarthy? McCarthy, Pickford, Buns. Would you look at any of these guys as maybe like a secondary goalie to try to save money if you're if you're rostering a Butland, a Czech, a De Gea, hmm. any of the top goalies? Uh, so here's the deal uh, with Pickford. Remember when I said it was worth noting that Kirchhoff came into the league and you were like, yeah, but he could just be awful. Just he is he awful. For Bayern doesn't mean he's, he's good. a big traffic cone. In he's a big German debut, traffic cone. <laughs> conceded what will probably be changed to an own goal and the penalty for the fourth goal for Tottenham on his debut where he was brought in at 1-1 to hold the lead and then they shipped three more goals. So that's not gone well. The point is Pickford's behind that. So I want no part of that. Bun, also not a fan of the defense in front of him. I do really, really like McCarthy. I actually drafted McCarthy in our Targa League. Uh, only to have to drop him a couple weeks later uh, once he lost the job back to Hennessy. But I very much rate McCarthy as a keeper and think it would be better for our boys, Ward and Dan, for him to be between the sticks. And I think he would be a perfectly viable option in any format. And at 3-8, you can wait until the news breaks. You don't got to add him now and then hope. Yeah, Just wait he's till not, it he's breaks. He's not going up tomorrow. Yeah, just wait saying. till it breaks. And then you have a whole day to get him at 3-8. And if you miss it, you get him at 3-9. Shock horror. So yeah, I, I'm not making any moves on any of the keepers just yet. Yeah, and this is just a this and anybody listening that that needs to make a goalie move. Listen, everybody's got a free wild card in their pocket. When you use your wild card, that is when address you address both your keepers. That's when you address and, your and line up first. the matchups. Yeah, so absolutely. That you know, so that you don't end up with a week where you're just like, oh, I hate both of these. Yeah. So yeah, but definitely save the goalie change for your your wild card, you know, change, but. Goalie is not one of those situations I always dread 
transferring in and out of goalie just seems like a waste to me. I know they score just the same or if not more than defenders sometimes because they're so clean sheet reliant. Hmm. But it's it's painful to watch, you know, somebody who doesn't move more than 18 yards get points. Yeah. <laughs> but so so should we move cool. on to start and sits, Kev, or, or yeah. should we just keep well, keep waxing poetic about, about nothingness? Well, first, let's give them folks like two seconds of dead air so we can put a dang ad in here. Nailed it. All right. <laughs> Way to go, listeners. Way to – we should have somebody like hold their breath or like you have to drink <laughs> the duration of that. Do, power. We, Do a power hour. And then we slowly make it longer so we end up having like a five-hour podcast but only talk for two of it. Um <laughs> But yeah, we can do start sits. Mine is going to be much less informed than yeah, mine's, usual. Mine's never informed. Well, but you know, you you you're naturally better at this. I'm good because I do a lot of research. You're just you're just good. I trust your gut much more than I trust mine, which is why you've only heard me use it three times. But it's been right all three times. The opposite of Pedro Alvarez. I sit on my gut calls. <laughs> I'm not swinging at every dang pitch. By the way, this is super sad. Scott Boris, who's Pedro Alvarez's uh, agent, mm-hmm. has reportedly reached out to the Pirates to ask him what contract they would give him. How has no AL team shown interest? Yeah, blows well, my mind. There's a, there's not really, you know what? There's not really an AL team that has a need at DH because he's the basically going to. I don't they've trust Dave Billy much. Butler. They gave him thirty million. Last oh year. snap! I completely forgot Billy Butler was a person. What about the Red Sox? Have a year of him under Ortiz, and then you have a built-in replacement when he goes. I mean, that's an idea, but they're paying freaking Hanley Ramirez tons of money to do nothing. <laughs> and then they just give David Price every single money you know, in all he's of not a, He's not a fit for the Yankees. He's not a fit for the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, the only other team I could maybe see him being Indians? a fit for is the Indians, exactly. Yeah. All right, I have some friends from Ohio because I went to school in Cincinnati. I'll, I'll give some folks a call. And then uh, also rub in that Pete Rose will never be in the Hall of Fame because he's a freaking idiot. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see, I'd like to compare compare his splits to like a Mitch Moreland in ten, in Texas. I that like might be Mitch a fit Moreland. Too. I know, but the difference is Mitch Moreland can actually play first base. Yeah, but <laughs> but if you only if you only have to play uh, Alvarez against left-handers because I believe he hits left hand. Oh no, he hits right-handers. Yeah, he hits right. He's really well. All right, so I don't think that platoon would work then. So. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, Any the who? I would like Mitch Moreland at the Pirates though. Uh, but we digress. Uh, so for forwards who start, because uh, my my stuff, I don't have the in-depth stats. I'll just read you my top five from my rankings this week. Starts with Lukaku. Uh, he did not score last week, but you really, really don't hate um, a matchup against Swansea, who managed to keep a clean sheet last week, but only just. I mean, it was it was the epitome of bend but don't break. Uh, and I think that they'll really be able to drive through that midfield. I think Barkley could also have a good week uh, through there. I also have Harry Kane. Crystal Palace's defense, not as good as we all think it is in 2016. That that could turn around any week. Um, but I really like what I'm seeing out of Tottenham lately. No bias involved there. <laughs> um, then obviously Sergio Aguero. West Ham looked like they were starting to turn things around with the return of Payet. Obviously last week. Suffered a defeat to Newcastle. Won't be very pleased with that. I just realized they said earlier that Newcastle kept a clean sheet. That was 2-1, wasn't it? Hmm. I don't remember. But uh, something weird happened last week for West Ham. Didn't go well. Aguero, one of those players, there isn't a bad matchup for Aguero. He can turn anything into gold. 
but I personally think he's too expensive. Um, then Olivier Giroud, I have it four, which is a touch controversial only because this might be the week Alexis Sanchez comes back. And a lot of people talk about how Alexis Sanchez ruins Giroud as a fantasy player. But the reason a lot of people talk about it is historically it's true. Is this also the best Giroud has played in his Arsenal career? Probably. So will he be able to sustain that despite Alexis coming back? It's possible. If not, there could be problems. Fifth, Odion Agallo. I know everybody's ready to bail. Watford have been struggling scoring. I understand that. But they get to face... Uh, wait. They're facing Newcastle. I don't know why I said Newcastle earlier. Regardless. Do you want to start over, Kev? <laughs> yeah, well... You need a Snickers bar. I need a Snickers bar. Who was I talking about Newcastle earlier? I don't know. I'm not going back. Uh, like I said, sleepy Newcastle's and drinking. Newcastle's playing Watford. I know. That's why I was talking about Akalo, but I said Newcastle earlier. I was probably thinking up, about They have good upcoming fixtures Swansea. with, 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 with all them. Uh, sure. <laughs> anyway, Akalo and Dini, I have it five and six because I think a matchup against Newcastle will be fine this week. Uh, in midfield, Utzel at the very top. Some people dropping him now? What's that all about? I think it's because they're mad because he sat home he and He missed the game one on match, and now people are like, oh, he's awful. Very yeah, strange. I think they're just pissed at him. Yeah. I continue to be very envious of everyone that's allowed to own Utzel in their league. Obviously, continues to be a great option for everyone. Uh, then De Bruyne saved his week last week <laughs> at halftime. Everyone was like, oh, De Bruyne's awful. Get him out. Then had a really good second half, as did uh, David Silva, who I obviously rate very highly, more highly Out than time. most. Yep, finally showed up. And like I said on last week's show, this was his last chance for me. He showed up big at the last chance saloon. Uh, Christian Eriksen, I have a three, citing previous Crystal Palace stats, not just because I'm a Tottenham homer, but also I am. Ross Barkley, again, thinks Swansea's defense has trouble tracking athletic midfielders that carry the ball. Uh, through that midfield, and so I think he could have some success this week, although Leon Britton is surprisingly good for his lack of fame slash age. Wait, he does have age. He does not have fame. You understand where I'm going with that. Also, a lot of people already super done with Mares. This Stoke defense has been a little bit leakier than people would want lately. They did just keep a clean sheet this past week, but it was their first one out of the last four. I don't know. I, that's just a, a thing where I'm like, I can't believe that Mahrez is done. He got fully rested today. The, although this is probably one of those weeks where it's like, this is kind of kind of one of those last weeks for him if he continues to not perform. Do, do you still have him in your side? Uh, Mahrez, yes. Yeah. His, his price and his ownership, it, it, doesn't, it makes no sense to drop him. Yeah. Who, who are you bringing in at that price point that is going to give you the possibility of what he's been doing? Yeah. No Nobody. There isn't anybody. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I have uh, Payet at five because the upside. It's kind of Silva-esque. You don't love the matchup against uh, Manchester City, but he could just do something crazy like a perfect free kick or set somebody up with some weird lofted through ball that bounces in between somebody's legs into the striker. So uh, that's funny, one of those. Funny, just... thing, funny thing for uh, for Payet. He, he, when, on January 2nd, he came in. He, his price point was 7.6. Mm. Correct, and that's basically when you and I both bought back yeah, in because we, we told you so. Yeah, week one, and then I captured him. Yeah, too. and then guess what his price point is going to be? Is projected to be by game time on Saturday. Mm, eight two. 
8.2 is correct. Yes. <laughs> yep. He's gonna. He's at. He's gonna be 8.1 tonight, and the way it's continuing, he's gonna be 8.2 by Saturday morning. That's crazy. That's, that's 0.7 in 20 days. That's very impressive. That's crazy. Um, also, a player that didn't make my top five, sitting somewhere around eight, is David Silva. I know I just had a good week with him, so I shouldn't push my luck. But two goals and an assist in his last two matches against West Ham. Yep. David Silva, also a good option for this week. And to your Aguero point from from previous, uh, if David Silva gets an assist, there's like an 80% chance who scores? Yeah. Aguero. Aguero, exactly. Um, for defenses this week, I like Watford's defense, even though they have been less than great lately. I think when I was looking at the stats earlier, yeah, they are second worst in the league in 2016 with nine conceded. Um, they have the least amount of points in the last six games total. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. If probably have, starting with the Tottenham match. I think they have a win, a loss. Win, a draw, and four four, four losses. Hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah, that things things. I know things are going south, but I do like the attackers. I don't hate the defense either. I don't love what Newcastle are doing up front. Although Berahino is a very interesting option. A, a few months ago, we talked about where could Berahino land that you would like. I think Berahino and Perez or Berahino and Mitrovic would both be pairs that no defense would want to face. Because with Berahino and Perez, it would be two players that kind of, they're smaller, they can nip around the defense, hard to mark both of them. And if it's Mitrovic, it's kind of classic big man, little man. Yeah, so like thunder and lightning kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, like uh, oh crap, who were those Giants running backs back in the oh, day? It was um, Brandon Jacobs and it was Jacobs Bradshaw and Ahmad Bradshaw. Yeah, and uh, the other one. Oh, what the hell's the other guy's name? <laughs> it was Bradshaw and and oh, it's not Ron Dane. Uh, oh man, what's his name? He's probably just called the other one. Yeah, the other guy. <laughs> I think that's how he signs his name. Too. Third guy. The other guy. That was before you signed Peyton Hillis for one year, right? That was weird. Oh, Peyton Hillis. The guy who went from the, mat, the cover of Madden, Madden to obscurity. Yeah. Let's be honest. He was always a fullback playing running back. And the fact that anybody thought he was anything more was laughable. He was he was one, he was one year of John Riggins is what he was. Yeah. For anybody uh, who's out there as an American football <laughs> history buff. Redskins legend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, another defense I really like this week, Tottenham. I don't know if you've noticed. I really like this Tottenham versus Palace matchup. Um, as you should. Yeah. Palace obviously struggling to create goals. Connor Wickham doesn't look great. Still no Balassi back. It's hard to see. It's hard. Zero goals. <laughs> Although, now that I've said that, Connor Wickham's going to score a penalty and it's going to be one goal. It's a clean sheet wipeout. Um, but yeah, I like both of those defenses. Who do you got, Rob? Uh, I'll start in the back. I'll, uh, I, I, I'm going to replicate what you just said. Uh, from today's game, I'm going to, you know, Ben Davis started for, the, for, the, for Spurs. I think Danny Rose gets the next game. Yep. It's a true uh, rotation for the wing back. So if the yeah. previous match in whatever competition is um, Trippier and Rose, then the next one is going to be Davis and Kyle Walker. And I think yep. it's just going to continue that way till we're out of the Europa League. You know, and and Rose's ownership is down to one point six, and his price is five point one for a Spurs team that's facing a Crystal Palace team that, like I said, hasn't scored in the entire new year. Yeah. Also, uh, that means Trippier might be an option. He might be as well, but I'm going to go with Rose only because. Huh. He's a better player than Trippier. How's that? Uh, through the midfield, how about this, Kev? Name the most informed midfielder in the official game right now. Oh, man. This is going to make me look really dumb. 
Um, What's well, no well, dumber than what I have to say to what the fence? Because I have no clue. What the actual answer is. Um, okay, so it's not Silva because that was his first good nope. week. Last four games. Last this is what this is what they judge it on. Last games. four games. Hmm. Well, it's nobody on my team. <laughs> it's nobody I know. <laughs> oh man. I, uh, can you give me a team? What's West Ham? And it's not who you think it is. <laughs> uh, well, it's not Payet or Lancini. Is it Cuyate? Nope. It's Mike Michael Antonio. It's your boy. He's, ah. the, he's the most informed midfielder. He in gave the me the team, game. and I got two answers wrong. Yeah. Well, it's like me with the defense thing. Give us where they are. Uh, tenth. Nope, they're last. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. such a bad guesser. This is why I cannot be a carny. <laughs> but it's it's so. That's awful. the reason. Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> that I don't smell like cabbage, and I I usually bathe. Hey man, cabbage is delicious though. Yeah, but so <laughs> Mikhail Antonio averaging seven seven point two over the last four games. Uh, I think that City. Is not sound defensively enough. Uh, I think that Payet is going to draw a ton of attention. So you think this has been a bit of a false storm for the city defense? Yeah. Over oh, the last totally. three. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think I think Antonio can come in there and keep up the form because Payet is making people around him better, and that's what he does. He's a great player, but the people around him get better because he's great. So Michael Antonio, five dot two, owned in one point two percent. He's a guy you want to look at for a, a nice differential through the midfield. And then up top, I'm going to go with Jermaine Defoe. He's on a good little streak, as Kevin mentioned before. But the interesting stat to me is he's got he's got nine goals, nine goals on yeah nine goals on the year. Six are against the bottom six clubs. And Kev, who's he facing this week? Uh, somebody that's definitely in the bottom six in Bournemouth. He's facing Bournemouth. He's in the <laughs> bottom six. He's got six goals against those team. I think it continues. Even if he gets one. It'll probably be beneficial to you. You're probably not going to use him because he's probably your third striker. And you're probably going to use Aguero and whoever your flavor of the day is. You're at between the 9.0 and the 10.7 range. Could be anybody. And then Defoe would be your third striker because you're probably rostering five across the middle. But Defoe's yeah. not a bad guy to have as your first sub if, just in case somebody doesn't play like last week with Ozil. Yeah. Uh, Derek Ward, by the way. Derek Ward, there you That's go. The third one. I'm there you go. Yeah, I remember. I remembered his. I, I remember. I remember him completely. I just could, he wore thirty number thirty four. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember who he was. All right, we'll jump right into my sits. Yeah. Uh, I'll start up top because it's like a sad trombone whenever I say his name and whenever you oh, shouldn't boy. start him. Kevin's Kevin's high on Watford and I'm just completely against it. Uh, Odi Nagalu. Watford is looking very awful lately. Their defense, Nyom needs a break, and he can't afford a break because he's one of their better defenders. Ake looks very good at times and then looks completely overmatched. It's funny, they mentioned him being the Chelsea option next year, and then the next breath, he's getting subbed off for somebody. Yeah. So it's okay, kind of, so I already owe you beer. We were, yeah. we were discussing how to ship that. Would okay. you like to double or nothing with Igalo scoring this weekend? Igalo scoring? No, because he's going to score. Oh, I, I don't. Man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If you want to, that's fine. Hmm. I'm just saying. I, I'm I, never gonna shy away from a bet. I'll, all right, fine. We'll do it. We'll do. We'll do a double or nothing on the six pack for with Igalu scoring. Correct. Yep. Igalu's gonna score this week. You say Igalu does not score, and that's yeah. why you're wrong. Yeah. You. Say do you know Igalu? what it's gonna be again? It's gonna be like he's gonna have a penalty in the 86th minute and miss it. Like last time with Southampton's defense, they kept a clean sheet the whole yeah. match and then just gave it away. Well, I hope he has a penalty because Dini takes him. <laughs> oh, right. Well, hmm. 
Mm. Oh, oh, I did, I did this wrong. I should have said a goal or an assist. That's oh. fine. I already said so, it. No, it's fine. We, we'll still do. We'll still do it. But I'll, I won't feel as bad when I when I when I lose. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so Odinagalu, three straight games of two. People are starting to question his ownership only because they they see the Watford ship sailing. They have the least points out of in the last six. Mm. Uh, don't don't believe it. I don't want to believe it. I'm not transferring him out. It's just a little spell. Could be are tired. You, are you going to sit him? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be my sit up for forwards through the midfield. We mentioned it before. You mentioned him in your top five. Only because, I'm pissed at him because he didn't play last week. I'm going to go as an old school because he's because he's, he's playing Chelsea and I'm a Chelsea fan. Yep. Uh, oh, do you do that if you're like if you have a comfortable lead in any fantasy sport, whether it be baseball or football or this? I, I football. do it more in baseball. I do it more in baseball. Yeah, like, like, playing, uh, no. I'm a Yankees fan, so if somebody's playing the Yankees, I. I tended to sit them because I give them like some bad juju yeah. or something. You know? I, I somehow the so the the Ryan Braun comeback year after the steroids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I got yeah, him yeah. for like eight bucks in an auction league. Um, and so every time he played the Pirates, I sat him. <laughs> also, he wasn't that great, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. But yeah, I get where you're coming with the Otsul thing. Yeah, I mean Otsul to me, you have to worry about two things: how serious is his injury. And he's gonna gonna get a full ninety, you know. There could be he could now actually start this game and come on in like the sixtieth minute if the game's one one. Yeah. So having Otsul as one of your guys, I'd probably if I didn't have to start him, which is making me look at my roster now and how I just said I'm gonna sit a Galu. If, if I was a if I was a, a trending person or a trendy person, I put Otsul as my second sub behind my first sub just in case. He doesn't start, and he only gets 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, he could do damage in 30 minutes, sure. But are you going to run the risk of him getting a full 90, playing against Chelsea, and not getting you maximum points from a midfielder that you're basically is your, your top midfielder? Because yeah. it's basically what he is. Uh, on defense, another one of my, my homeboys, Aaron Cresswell, West Ham, going against City. It's a, it's a common thing. Uh, you you got to sit anybody who plays the City, city offense right now. West Ham... Yeah. And they're good defensively, but not City good offensive. If that makes any sense, it does. thanks. But that's basically my gist of what I think about West Ham. Defenders this week are awfully, awfully hard, especially for guys that are being rostered everywhere, like Crystal Palace defenders, West Ham defenders, you know, City defenders. I don't even trust City defenders. Or Spurs defenders are probably the, the only spot that I would think that there is a legitimate value point for defenders this week. But mm-hmm. from, from my standpoint, Aaron Cresswell's got to be sad against City. Who do you got, Kevin? Yeah, I'm sitting Crystal as well. By the way, Stephen Naismith has been renowned for how often he was overlooked at Everton. He moved to Norwich, will probably start every week, and we neglected him as well. <laughs> do you have any interest in Stephen Naismith now that he's at Norwich? Well, I mean, there, there, somebody's got to put somebody's got to play the, the the tip of the spear there because uh, Embokani is not has proven that he can't go a full ninety without getting tired. Um. All the other options they have there are blah.com. You know, I'm not interested in it until I see something. This is another one of those we'll wait until proven wrong. Yeah, but they do they do create a surprising amount of chances. Oh, because they have, they have excellent midfielders. House yeah. is it's phenomenal through the midfield. That's what I'm saying. And we've seen Naismith be clinical before. Yeah. It was always he, just, he, is when, he better than Lukaku? No. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Jimmy's... On the when Jimmy's making good runs, I'm calling him Jimmy. He's Jimmy Naismith. Friend. I like Jim, it. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy was, was he from Queens? Yeah, he's from he's from Bronx Avenue. Uh, but <laughs> no, right. But uh, yeah, when he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's completely being dominated by the defender and pushed off the ball and then subbed out. 
So it could go either way, but I'm definitely not interested in him right now. He's he would be behind. He's Shane the Long. Heinz Ward of strikers. He's he'd not even be, big he'd, or fast, but yeah, he'd be behind Shane Long for me if I was looking to add somebody. Gotcha. Uh, okay, for my super unresearched <laughs> sits. Um, hmm, interesting. Uh, Southampton's defense has been better over the last three. I'm still not buying in on Rooney. I'm not going to tell you to sit or sell him because that hasn't gone well the last two weeks. Uh, but wouldn't be super keen on him. Or the other way, I don't like the odds of Shane Long or Charlie Austin or Graciano Pella if he somehow works his way back into the side against Manchester United. I think this one kind of has nil-nil or 1-1 one, one written all over it. Uh, for midfielders, hmm. Well, I actually kind of like the Liverpool guys. Is Firmino listed as a midfielder or a forward in the official game? I think he's listed as a midfielder. I like Firmino. Because he's, he's a midfielder. He's Sorry, a, you were on mute. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I like Firmino because, A, he's playing as a striker. B, he's had a couple good games in a row. And C, I don't need to tell you about Liverpool strikers' success against Norwich in the past. Uh, I think I think Firmino could be in for a big day, much to John Wallen's delight. Uh, let's see, four defenders that I don't like. I don't really like either set of defenders in Arsenal versus Chelsea. I know I've been one of the few bannermen for the rejuvenation of this Chelsea defense. From a fantasy aspect, I got a couple tweets that were like, Whoa, I thought you said they'd be good. They conceded three. They conceded three to Everton, who score a lot of goals. A lot. Uh, and I never was like, this is a great defensive unit. I was just saying they were getting better. And they were. Um, but anyway, from a fantasy all know, perspective... All I know yeah. is Chelsea's going to have their hands full this weekend, I think. Yeah. Because uh, Beller- Bellerin Especially is if Sanchez dis- comes back. Because Sanchez will mess... destroy somebody on the outside. Yeah, and Sanchez would really mess up Ivanovic, who had been... Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm, better seems strong. A, a much better fantasy option. He, he's been getting some assists, picked up a couple clean sheets, but yeah. yeah. From from a points points perspective, he's good. Defensively, he's not so good. Correct. Uh, so yeah, I'd avoid the Arsenal Chelsea match as far as defenders go. All right. Well, we are very quickly running out of time. Who are you captaining? Uh, it starts and ends with one person, and it's Sergio Aguero. If you have him on your team, he's an automatic captain from here out to the rest of the season. Yep, and I've changed from Lukaku to Kane like four times this week already. It's obviously not Pyatt against Manchester City. <laughs> we'll see where my heart falls. But because they're my number one and number two ranked forwards, choosing between them is quite difficult at the moment. Also, I mentioned the Silva stat earlier. Could end up going that way. Honestly, not sure at all. Have you made any transfers or are you planning on it? Uh, I gotta. I have to make a move defensively. I can't. I can't go into this week with what I have. So I'm mm. probably gonna bring in somebody who has a favorable fixture. I may bring in a second Spurs defender, whether it be Danny Rose or Eric Dyer, or I may just sit sit firm, take my lumps, and then have two transfers for next week. I'm. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but if I make a move, it'll be on defense. Yeah. Um. I am weirdly okay with my back three right now, but if I made a change, that would probably be where it would be. And unfortunately, it'd probably be away from my boy Joel Ward. Um, my right now, my back three will be Target against United, Peters against Leicester, Alderweireld against Crystal Palace, and I think that those are three of the better defensive matchups. Mm-hmm. I don't fully trust in Leicester, and I do trust in Butland, regardless of how the Stoke defense perform, because they've actually been a bit up and down lately. But Butland's performances have been what really kept them in games. 
if Maddie target starts again, I have confidence that he can both contribute and attack again. How could you not after the last mm-hmm. two games? And this could be the game where, you know, Rooney goes off the boil a little bit again. We've seen Manchester United struggle in front of goal before. Wouldn't be a shock if it happened. Already mentioned the Crystal Palace stats about how much they've struggled. So I would be okay with that. But that means I have Ward against Tottenham and Cresswell against City on my bench. And not really a big fan of those two there. Ugh. We'll see what happens. Also, my My Hill Courtois rotation has been working perfectly, except that My Hill concedes every time I have to start him, even when it's a good matchup. Yeah. So even though I mentioned earlier I wouldn't be for the goalkeepers that you mentioned, I may need to move keepers at some point soon and find another uh, pair that have alternating good matchups. Yeah, well, My Hill's, My Hill's got three decent enough fixtures that you can hope and pray for a clean sheet. And you got to hope that West Brom gets a little bit more stubborn in the back that they'll give some fantasy return but you know i'm still riding with my hill as well so i'm just riding at the storm for three more weeks until we see some more news about when and how we'll be able to use our wild card and hopefully that when the double weeks will be because you got to figure that they'll start being announced probably the middle of february because we have a break at the end of january and then a break in the middle of february for a week we have two weeks off so i think that those those two weeks will determine when we can start figuring out all right, we're going to start stacking up our transfers, bringing in this guy, this guy, this guy, and when I'm going to use my wild card and, and all our crisps. <laughs> Hashtag crisps. Uh, Hashtag yeah. use your crisps. <laughs> and uh, Albion 12th right now in defense. Um, where are they in clean sheets? I bet it's not that great either. 10th uh, in clean sheets. Yeah, they have seven, I think. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Along with Tottenham, West Ham, Liverpool, and West Brom. Never yeah, would have guessed that those four that, teams would that, be the that same Spurs, That Spurs number is completely low for me. I thought they had way so more low. than that. Literally the best defense in the league in mm-hmm. terms of goals conceded. But yeah, only on seven with Watford, Southampton, Stoke, City, Arsenal, and United all ahead. United leading the pack with 11. I mean, they haven't, they have, they haven't had a clean in four straight, right? Yeah. Straight. It, it, and, and fairly good matchups yet again. So we'll see how straight. all of that breaks down. All right. Uh, you been sipping on anything today? Nope. Just drinking some juice. Not gin and juice, just juice. No, nope, just regular juice. Cool. Regular I'm going. Juice, I'm going bourbon. I went with uh, Four Roses single barrel. It's corporate bourbon, but it's good nonetheless. Got it for people who didn't want to be overwhelmed by very uh, character-driven bourbon. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I could have sounded more poncy there if I wanted more conce- to. More conceited bourbons. Yeah, just they're kind of into themselves, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> Honestly, kind of like French wine for me now. Like French wine was like really good and kind of had like an earthy quality, and that's what so many people loved about it. But now it tries to do that. Now it just tastes like dirt a lot of the time. Anyway, that's a personal issue I have. We can discuss that next week. But in the interim, tell folks where they can find you. Uh, as always, you can find me at soccer.rasball.com or at Twitter at Smokey underscore Loogie. That's L O O G Y. Or on this podcast with my boy Kevin DeVries. Yay, yay, Brooklyn. Um, for me, no art, fantasy article coming out for me over on theeaglesbeak.com as their site is having issues. Hopefully it'll be up soon. I might I might just tweet out a couple of guys that I'm into this week and guys that I'm not. But also I would enjoy having a week where I'm not freaking out about whether or not I got calls right. <laughs> um, hashtag Rooney. Hashtag Ru- Ru- Rooney's my life. Does that work? Ruins? Rooney's? Probably not. Um, Rooneying your life. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, if you want to see Tottenham player updates, I do those over at playtaga.com. Uh, if not, if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me 
any fantasy questions at Kevroth, him at Smokey underscore Loogie, this at EPL Roundtable, or you can email us, EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. Just put fantasy in the header so we know that you're trying to talk to Rob and not to three random people talking about random Premier League clubs, asking them what their fantasy opinions <laughs> are. All right, well, thanks so much, Rob. It was a fun day. We'll catch you next Thursday morning. Peace. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 